Hi, I'm Michael Pinter. Welcome to the How to Flip New York podcast, where we teach you how to start or grow a wholesaling or flipping business in New York. If you're getting any value from this podcast, please leave us a review because that helps us out greatly. Got a question. I get this question a lot. How to overcome your fear of talking to sellers? So if you stick to the end, I will give you something that will probably help you because I have a very specific script um, and you can just shoot me an email and I'll send it to you. I think it'll be helpful. But the real answer is that you just got to keep doing it. Um, that's the real answer. There is no way to overcome fear of anything without doing it, right? The first time you went up on a diving board and jumped off, you were terrified. But once you did it, you were much easier to do it again. And what you're going to realize as you talk to sellers and really as you talk to Speaking to easy sellers is nothing to is nothing to be scared of. When you talk to belligerent sellers, angry sellers, you're going to realize that whatever they say to you is just words, and they're not going to come and reach through the phone and rip your uh, your throat out. And they can pretty much say whatever they want, and you will still survive till the next day. And when you when you realize that consciously and subconsciously, it becomes much easier to talk to people. When you realize there's nothing this person can do to me over the phone, sorry, um, you become a much happier person. And you become much more at ease with speaking to sellers. Also, again, a script helps. I have a script that's very unique. I should probably charge thousands of dollars for my script. It's so freaking amazing. Um, and if you shoot me an email at uh, my email address below, it's mpinter at right now, lmpkrealty.com. Uh, I'll send you the, I'll send you a script. But um, the script is really counterintuitive. Now, what, what's important is when you're, you got to understand, and what a lot of people have a fear because they think that what we're doing is somehow a win-lose situation, a predatory situation. Like the only way we can buy a property discount is to get over on some seller. That's not what we're doing, right? This is a voluntary transaction. I can't make somebody sell me a property for a price that they don't want to sell it to me at. The only thing I can do is try to solve a problem they have and by providing, providing the certainty and convenience that an all-cash investor offer provides, right? We provide the certainty of knowing that the price is going to stay at the price and that we're going to give them that price. Um, and the convenience of knowing we'll close whenever they want. And sometimes that could be in a long time if they can't find a place to go. The convenience of not having to show it, the convenience of not, usually not having to clean it up. There's a lot of conveniences. The convenience of not having to deal with a local municipality who's got a problem because of a violation or something like that. Those are the kinds of problems we solve. We solve problems. It's And I know I've said this a few times, but... You go into Starbucks, you pay $6 for a cup of coffee. The ingredients in that coffee cost 25 cents. That includes the cup and the stirrer. It's it's a voluntary transaction. You go into Starbucks because you don't want to buy a, a, a milk frothing machine. You don't want to buy coffee beans and a coffee grinder. You don't want to buy cups and stirrers, and, and you don't want to buy that. You're willing to pay an insane markup because of the convenience that's provided. And that's how it is in every single transaction in the capitalist society that that exists it's a voluntary transaction someone is paying or giving up money for certainty and convenience that the other party is providing for them right you go and buy a chair i don't want to build a chair right could i build a chair sure i guess i could build a chair go get me some lumber i could watch videos on it and get to buy some machines i don't want to do that so i'm going to pay a hell of a lot more for that chair than it cost the guy who built the chair to make it same thing with anything right most things you could probably do yourself but you don't because you pay someone for the certainty and convenience they provide. And that is exactly what we do when we buy a property, even at a deep discount, right? It's usually in a situation where the seller does not want to list the property. The seller does not want to be on somebody else's timeline. The seller may not even want people to see the property if it's really bad. The seller may believe that no one can get a mortgage for the property, an end user can't because the property is in terrible condition. Whatever it is, 
We solve problems. When you get that in your head, it becomes much easier to call people. Now, you'll still get people who scream at you, tell you to F off, tell you to drop dead. I got told to die in a fire recently. Um, but it's fine. I, I, it, doesn't, it, it rolls off me. Now, obviously, I've spoken to a lot of sellers, and that's one of the reasons why it's easier for me. And I guarantee you, when you speak to enough sellers, it'll get easier for you. But the issue is, I know I'm not trying to get over on anybody. If I thought this was I was a predator trying to swoop in and grab grandma's house, I would feel like a schmuck. But that's not the case. It's a voluntary transaction, right? And there are always going to be a significant, I'm talking 5 to 15% in any market, amount of people who have some kind of issue that will not allow them to just list the property for sale and go and go about it that way. That is just the, those are the facts. And again, it could be an issue with them. Maybe they need to close really quickly. Maybe they just want to get it locked up in contract, but they don't know where they're going, so they need extra time. It could be they can't afford the house anymore. It could be they just inherited the house and taxes are accruing and every minute it's bad. It could be they just inherited the house. There's a reverse mortgage on it and the interest is accruing on the interest and every every day they own it, um, they pay more, they're going to end up paying more interest when they sell it. It could be a pro- an issue with the property. It could be uh, the property's in horrible condition and they don't believe a, a regular end user can get a mortgage. It could be... Um, the property looks disgusting. Maybe it's a hoarder house and they just don't want people coming in saying, how does anybody live like this? It could, it, there's a million reasons. It could be there's a problem with the municipality. Like I said, there's an open violation. Is it unpermitted addition or something that they feel is going to be a problem, a title issue? There's all kinds of issues that we solve. But the point is we solve problems. That's what we do. We solve problems. We do not rip people off. And, and nobody has to take an offer. I make, ideally, I make 12 offers a week. Ideally, I make 50 offers a month. I usually don't, but that's what I ideally would do. I never once made an offer where I said, you better take it. People could say no. People could say yes. And most people don't take my offer. Let's be honest. I wish everybody took my offer. Most people don't. And that's fine. And I know that. And I have no hard feelings. And I, and I usually leave most appointments telling them, if you don't, even if you don't sell your house to me, you don't list your house with me, you could always call me for questions. And I help people who openly told me that they're selling it to somebody else. And I help them out. And it is my job to help sellers. And it is your job, if you're doing this, to help sellers too. That is our job. And then if we wholesale the property, we're helping a buyer too. We're not ripping him off. Whatever the spread is we're making, he's buying a property and he knows what the price is and he's choosing to buy it. We don't hurt anybody. And if in your head you think you're hurting somebody, you're going to have a tough time talking to people. If I thought I was doing something wrong, I'd probably be stumbling and fumbling every time. But we're there to help people, right? I think the guy who asked me this question said he had an issue with the accent. There are ways to improve that, right? You got to be clear enough on the phone that people understand you. But there are plenty of people I talk to with accents all the time. So basically, the only way to overcome the fear of talking to sellers is to talk to a lot more sellers, right? And by the way, a tip for life, whatever your fear is, the only way to overcome it is to actually do it. That's just the way it is. Whatever you're afraid of, right? You're afraid of dogs. The only way you're going to feel better, go and some pet some dogs, right? Most of them, probably none of them are going to bite you. And when you realize that, your fear goes away, right? What does fear stand for? False evidence appearing real. That's usually what it is. Our fears, and fear guides a lot of people, are usually about nothing, right? What did Will Smith say? I think everything you want in life that's important, you will find on the other side of fear. I agree with that. Whatever you want in life. If you're afraid of something, you got to do it. Do it, right? Overcome your fears. I'm terrified of heights. And I went on a vacation and I went rappelling. And I was terrified. But as soon as I got down, I said, I got to do that again. I never did it a second time. I should, but I was terrified. And you have to go approach your fears and understand that everything important, like, well, I think it was Will Smith said, is on the other side of fear. You got to get past your fears. 
you're afraid of talking to sellers, you can still do it. Now, theoretically, you could pay people to do it and avoid this issue, but you're never going to really know if they're good if you haven't actually spoken to sellers yourself. So I tell people all the time, they tell me, I don't want to make calls. And I say, you should make calls. Spend a month making calls. You'll know the difference between a good call and a bad call. And you need that if you're going to pay somebody else to do it, right? I don't care if you use a, a service or if you don't, or you, do, you just hire someone on Upwork. You need to know what a good call sounds like. And you need to be able to listen to those calls and say to the person, listen, it's not working out if they're not good. And you won't know that unless you do your own thing, your own thing. So again, if you want a script, the script, my script is very counterintuitive, extremely counterintuitive from the beginning to the end. Um, it works basically on the four pillars of motivation from Brent Daniels, just to reiterate what they are. It's a timeline, reason, uh, condition, and price. So you want to get into that, but I do it pretty superficially so that you can move on to the next call if it's not a great deal. If you want a copy of that uh, script, you can email me at mpinter at lmpkrealty.com. I hope my email address doesn't change soon. Well, I'll keep that email address, so it'll forward to me. Um, and I think that might make it a little easier because I put in there a lot of the, how you're supposed to think on, during the script. And the real one of the big parts of the script is you want to push back if a guy is not answering or if a guy uh, doesn't seem like it's a good deal, you want to push back, right? And say the three most beautiful sentences in the world. I'm an investor. I got to buy a property at a discount to make money. I don't think we're a good fit. You say that on a call, that is the greatest thing you can say. Only two things will happen when you say that. Number one, they say, you're right, and hang up. You just stated yourself a lot of waste of time. Or two is they'll tell, start telling you the truth. It's beautiful. I highly recommend you say that. And they don't hear it a lot because most people are telling them, we close at 24 hours, all cash. We're going to say, but sell me your house, sell me your house. Right? That's how stupid investors talk. Newbie dumbasses. And most people are newbie dumbasses. So you can be much better when you tell the person, listen, I don't even think I want to buy your house. And that is something that blows people's minds. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, go to howtoflipnewyork.com for more information about the various ways that I can help you. And again, if you can leave a review, uh, that would really help us out.